Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We hope that everyone is enjoying the start of the holiday season and getting their Christmas shopping done. On that note, our weekly insight for this week is just a reminder that Gunner has offered a giveaway of their MOBA frame, which is their new frame that is designed for their teenage gamer in your life. It is a really sleek design and has that blue light blocking technology built in. So make sure you visit our social media to see how you can be entered to win. So we're going to jump right into this week's episode all about the myths surrounding the eyes. But before that, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Brunel. They are our go-to company for our vision therapy products we use in our office. For more than 60 years, Burnell has served the eye care community by developing and marketing unique and necessary solutions for doctors to help their patients reach their maximum visual potential. They offer over 2,000 products to meet the primary care and vision testing needs of their customers. They offer the largest line of vision therapy, visual rehabilitation, and behavioral optometry products in the world. They want to help doctors help their patients, especially in these uncertain times. Doctors can contact Burnell for all of their remote vision therapy needs. Give them a call or visit their website, www.burnell.com, to discuss the possibilities and see their monthly specials. Burnell wants to interact with you. Make sure you join the conversation on their social media. Build up your order and save. Our listeners can use promo code ZLPOD2020 to receive free shipping on orders within the U.S. over $199. Again, use our promo code ZLPOD2020 to receive free shipping. Okay, so Dr. L, this week's episode is all about myths surrounding the eye, and this topic came up actually between my husband and I. I was trying to say, what should we talk about this week? And he was like, well, why don't you talk about common myths? I know that I, before dating you, I had no idea about the eyes and I believed all of the common, common myths. So I thought, well, what a great idea, because if you had these misunderstanding about the eye, I'm sure lots and lots of people do. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's these stigmas that kind of just stick with people and they have these beliefs about vision and your eyes, but a lot of them actually aren't true. So we're going to try to debunk some of these common myths today. So Dr. Z, you want to talk about our first myth? Yes. So the first myth is 2020 vision means you have perfect eyes. Now, this is what this podcast is built around, right? Vision is more than 2020. But unfortunately, a lot of people still, and even healthcare professionals say, oh, you have 2020 eyesight. That means that everything is normal. But really, all 2020 means is that you can see a small letter at 20 feet away. The technical description of what 2020 means is that the the letter itself is the angle at which it subtends five degrees of arc at 20 feet. It sounds crazy, but that's like the first thing we learned on the first day of optometry school. So all that actually means is that you can discern a small letter at 20 feet and that's it. But really that is just the first step in vision. Being able to see clearly is just that. You can see clearly. It doesn't give us an idea of how your two eyes are working together, how they're focusing, how they're tracking, and how they're integrating with all other systems. So 2020 is really just 
a very simple gauge that you can see clearly and that's it. Right, and I think it's important to discuss too that there are a lot of eye diseases where you can have 20-20 central vision, but have an eye disease at the same time. So one disease that this is very true for is glaucoma. Glaucoma affects um, parts of your optic nerve that represent your peripheral vision first. So you actually have to have fairly advanced glaucoma before you even notice any visual symptoms. Eventually, if it becomes very advanced and you really start to lose that peripheral vision, you only have a small area of central vision left and you have essentially almost like tunnel vision. If you are waiting until that visual symptom of having that far advanced peripheral vision loss, it is too late. There's no way that we can then give you back that tissue that you lost. So glaucoma is a disease that it's really important to have those regular annual eye exams to be screened for glaucoma, because if you wait until the symptoms of glaucoma to occur, it is way, way, way too late. Absolutely. And then other things to consider too are, you can have changes in the retina, like a retinal hole, a tear, or even a detachment, but depending on where it occurs, again, if it's in that peripheral retina, you may not notice any changes to your central vision. Most retinal detachments occur off in the periphery. And if your center part of your retina, your macula still stays attached, you'll be able to see 2020 when you look straight ahead, but your retina could be flopping off. So again, it's really important to have those annual eye exam screenings to make sure that your optic nerve is healthy, your macula is healthy, and that peripheral retina is also intact. Yeah, and I think this just really sends home that 2020 doesn't give you a big, a real snapshot into the health of your eye. Uh, my husband fell victim to this myth because his first eye exam was actually when I was in optometry school and we were dating and he was 25 before he had his first eye exam. So please don't be that person. Make sure that you bring you and your kids in for that yearly eye exam. With that said, myth two, if parents wear glasses, their kids will absolutely need glasses. Or alternatively, if the parents don't need glasses, there's absolutely no way that the child could need glasses. And we hear this one a lot, right, Dr. L? We really do. You get those parents in that are bringing their kids in for their first eye exam and say, you know, the mom says, I wear glasses, my husband wears glasses, my kid definitely is going to need them. They already have their mind made up before they come in for the exam. Or on the alternative, we do an exam on a child and recommend their first pair of glasses. And the parents turn to us and say, well, how is that possible? I don't wear glasses. No one in my family wears glasses. So a lot of people really associate their own experience with needing glasses with what their children are going to need. But this isn't necessarily true. Of course, genetics does play a role, especially with myopia or nearsightedness. If both parents are nearsighted, there actually is a fairly high chance that their child will be nearsighted as well. Um, studies have shown that if both parents are myopic, there's about a 45% chance that the child will be. It does drop down if only one parent is myopic, and there's a 25% chance, but there's still a 7% chance of them being myopic if neither parent is. So genetics are really just one part of the picture of whether someone is going to have refractive error and whether they're going to need glasses to correct that. Right. And the most important thing, no matter if you wear glasses or you don't wear glasses, is it really is that you should be getting an eye exam. We recommend that any child between the ages of six and 12 months 
get their first eye exam through the infancy program. We talk about this program a lot. It is a no cost exam to the parent, no matter if you have insurance or you don't have insurance, to really get a baseline reading on your child, to make to rule out those big refractive errors, rule out any eye turns, and take a look at their ocular health from the start, right? This is their very first baseline exam so that we can gauge everything else off of that. If everything is normal at that initial exam, we recommend that they get seen again at three years old and then again at five years old before kindergarten. Now, some doctors will say young kids only need to come to the eye doctor every two years. Dr. L and I really feel strongly that children, just like adults, should be seen every year, especially given all of the technological advancements and how much our children are on these devices. Visual demands are changing so rapidly for them. We need to make sure that their visual system is able to match that. So overall, everybody should just be getting an eye exam every year. Uh, and that's that's really the most in, important thing to remember. And, you know, Back to what Dr. L said, my sisters and I, uh, there's four of us, and my both my parents wore glasses. My mom had a pretty high prescription, and my dad had a very, very low prescription that he just wore while he was driving. And the four of us needed glasses at all different times in our life. And we all had varying degrees of nearsightedness. So it, it's sort of like a little our little own case study of how genetics, but also environmental factors affect our vision and our prescription. So it, it's pretty cool. And I think that really takes us back to nature versus nurture with development. And that really applies to the visual system in our eyes as well. You know, some babies when they're born, you know, with genetics and the way that their eye starts to develop, they're just on track to have a refractive error and they're going to need glasses. But it's also about how you nurture your baby's eyes or your children as they're developing too. And going back to that increased screen time you're talking about with our, our kids that they have these days, that's that nurture component that plays a really big role in refractive error too. So you just want to be mindful of your kids as they're developing of how much time they're spending looking up close, especially on those devices and screens, and make sure that you're using them appropriately and giving them the breaks that they need from those screens to help them have the most efficient visual system. Yes. So myth number three, and this is one of my favorite ones, are that carrots are the best vegetables for your eyes. This one has been around for a very long time. And while, of course, carrots are healthy for you, they may not be the very best vegetable that you can eat. Yeah. So this one was the first one also that my husband talked about because he is a farmer and he was like, I grow carrots and they're the best thing for your eyes. Everyone needs to eat carrots. And I said to him, well, actually there's better vegetables than carrots. And he said, what, what do you mean? So a little behind the scenes about carrots, the reason is, is because carrots are very high in something called beta carotene and our body utilizes them to make vitamin A, which is, and specifically for the eye in a form called retinol. And retinol helps the eye convert light uh, so that you can see better in low light. It actually helps with the rods in our eyes, right? We have rods and cones. Rods are help to pick up that low vision in, in low light settings. So that's where that comes from. But we have to remember that you have to eat a lot of carrots, a lot of beta carotene to really make a huge difference in in being able to transform it from beta carotene to vitamin A. So always recommend to eat those carrots, but you would need to eat them in vast, vast amounts to make a huge, huge difference. Now, the important thing to note though, is that if there is 
a lack of vitamin A in someone's diet, this can have very, very negative effects on the eye. This is actually one of the leading causes of blindness um, where children in third world countries are just, their diet is just not high enough in that vitamin A and they are actually have night blindness. A reduction in vitamin A in your diet can really affect the front surface of your eye too. It can lead to really severe dry eye. And if the cornea, the first layer of the eye underneath your tear film becomes dry enough, it can actually start to lead to corneal ulcers, which can lead to permanent scarring and reduced vision. So it is really important to get that vitamin A supplementation that you need. But where can you find that vitamin A even more than you can find it in carrots? So other vegetables like our green leafy vegetables like spinach and kale and berries actually have higher antioxidant levels than can be found in carrots. And antioxidant levels can be really uh, helpful in patients that have macular degeneration. It has been found that antioxidants called lutein and zeaxanthin are really important to help protect that macula, that central area of the retina that is impacted by macular degeneration. So I think it's important to keep in mind that variety is always key, right? So while carrots are very healthy, you can also be taking care of your eyes by incorporating every color of the rainbow into your diet. You want to make sure you get those red and blue berries. You want to make sure you get those green vegetables and your orange carrots. Yes. And I always like to say to my patients, the darker the vegetable, the better it is for you. And you really are what you eat. So make sure you think about what you're putting in your body because it, it can either negatively or positively affect not only your eyes, but your body also. I know that I recommend to a lot of my patients too, to supplement with a multivitamin, as long as it's cleared with your doctor, it doesn't interact with anything else that you're taking, because you could have the most healthy diet, but sometimes our body just doesn't absorb vitamins from food to the level that we actually need them in. So a lot of people need to supplement with a multivitamin or for specific extra vitamin supplementations to make sure they're getting everything that they need. Yeah. And what I thought was very ironic when we were prepping for this episode, Dr. L sent me a message and said, hey, does John have any more of those carrots? Uh, and I said, oh, unfortunately, he's all done for the season. And I said, well, why? And she said, because I'm going to be making carrot cake for Teddy's first birthday. And I said, oh, this is so ironic. I said, did you know that carrots are good for Teddy's eyes? This is great for a first birthday cake. Yeah, I was racking my brain trying to think of a way to give him his first cake, but in a healthy manner, because I really do like to eat healthy and really keep sugar to a minimum. So I thought what a great way to give him a special treat, but to keep it healthy. And I did a practice round of one a couple of weeks ago and I had some of John's carrots from his farm and it made the most beautiful, vibrant carrot cake. And I'm so sad that he doesn't have any more, but I'm hoping that Teddy loves his first cake. <laughs> he absolutely will. Okay, guys, I hope that you learned a little bit more about your eyes. You can debunk them when you hear them and educate people in your life that 2020 vision does not mean perfect vision, that if you wear glasses, that your child will absolutely need glasses. That's not true either. And that carrots are not exactly the best vegetable for your eye, although good, not the best. So we hope that you guys have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. 
Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.